Welcome to the Third City Christian Church Podcast. This week's message is To the Core, Part 4, Faithful Stewardship, recorded Sunday, November 14th, 2021. If you have a story about how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email to podcast at thirdcityc.org. Now here's Scott with today's message. We are in this series about our core values, and as our crier has suggested, one of those is faithful stewardship, and that's really appropriate for a day like today because we're talking about our congregation as stewards of God's resources. And the core of stewardship, the core, is trust. Will I trust God to meet my needs? And can God trust me to steward his stuff, to do his will with my life? And, uh, and what is faithful stewardship? What is that? Well, if, if you were a steward in the, in the Bible times, that meant that, that you were one who took care of and stewarded the resources of another. So we have stewards in our day and age, too. If you are, honestly, if, if you are a financial planner, if you are an advisor for people financially, if you're a banker, if you're a lawyer, if you are from the professional sense, you know, one of those people, you are a steward of other people's resources. I hope you take it seriously because they trust you for that. If you serve in government, if you serve as a, in a school in any sense, you are given the trust of your constituents to serve them. I think some of this is getting lost in our culture, but we still need to recover that idea. Because technically speaking, they are the master and you are the steward. That's the way this should work. In Bible times, the steward operated according to the mission of the master. That was the way of Jesus. It's the way he's taught his people. If you are his follower, you are considered a steward of his kingdom. And so as a congregation, we take this very seriously. Uh, behind the scenes, day in and day out, uh, we work diligently to steward God's resources, whatever they might be, whether it's the gifts of people who serve here, whether it's the time that we spend, all of us, in, in the things of the, of the kingdom, or whether it's the resources that we hold in our hands that we give back to him for his purpose. But giving can be done without being generous. The Pharisees are an example of that. The Pharisees gave, but they, weren't, they didn't do so from generosity, at least some of them. Jesus called them out for that. You cannot, though, be generous and not give. Stewardship is more about being than giving. But it pains me to admit this. Something like 25 to 50% of people who attend churches give little or nothing to the cause that we're called to. I mean, they use in some way the church. They use the facilities. They rely on the ministries that that church offers uh, to some level, at least they do. They, they take what the church provides when the church can do so. But 25 to 50%, little or nothing. And that's abysmal, to be frank. And friend, it's not a spiritual, or excuse me, a financial issue. It is a spiritual issue, deeply spiritual. It, it, it means that, that a core value is missing in your life the value that you are going to serve God with your whole life, including with the things that God puts in your life. 
But please understand that God wants something for you and not from you when we talk about stewardship. Because when we teach about this, the reason is not to get you to give something. We started out this series talking about uh, the core value of biblical authority. And really, everything we've talked about since then comes from the Scripture. And simply, when you have a biblical perspective of your, of your role as a steward, that means your soul is also growing. And, and if you have a biblical spec, uh, perspective when it comes to you know, spiritual matters, then that means you're going to be generous for the sake of the community that you're a part of, this church family, for instance. And if you have a biblical perspective about being in a biblical community or a, a caring community, then obviously that's going to revolve around to generosity. That's how it works. Now, why is one of our core values faithful stewardship? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, unfaithful stewardship is quite dangerous. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus talks about this in the form of a story or a parable he told. He talked about uh, someone who sowed seeds, and he uses the seeds as an illustration. The sower, the seeds. There's four types of seeds that are, or types of soil that where the seeds are cast, and each soil represents the, the penetration nature of the heart that receives the message that comes from that. So he talks about, for instance, in the third type of seed, he talks about uh, how seeds were sown among thorns. That's like hearing the word, but the worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth, he mentions, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. And don't miss this critical message. Of all the things that Jesus mentions, he calls out the deceitfulness of wealth and the desire for things as being what pushes him out of our heart. And, and I think all of us, if we're being honest with ourselves, I will say this about myself, that's a struggle for me at times. I have to figure out where my heart is with this. Now, he also gives a good example for us, the fourth kind of soil. Still others, seen sown, seed sown on the good soil, hear the word, accept it. It produces a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what is sown. So that's the kind of multiplication God can do in our life when, when we use his resources to his glory. And we see that at our church. It's just a matter of, of seeing how God multiplies ministry and, and, and production and, and God multiplies. Actually, you know, the bottom line is people who come to him because others are generous. Others sow the right kind of seed. And so that's the kind of multiplication we want to continue to experience as a part of our church. We hear God's word, we accept God's word, and then we steward accordingly. Faithful stewardship is about heart more than a cause. It's about my heart. That's the soil he's trying to develop. Now, there are a lot of important causes at Third City. I would argue that the causes we support are on the top end of importance of any causes you'll ever find. And there's a lot of competition for my heart, your heart. There's a lot of other things that try to grasp our time, our talent, and our treasure. And you know this. So we have to decide what will be the highest priority in our life. And I have decided it will be Christ. It'll be the kingdom of God. And I trust that many of you have too, because he triggers generosity. 
In 2 Corinthians 8, Paul addresses a concept like this when he challenges the early church and he challenges us. He says, giving, in essence, tests our commitment to God. Tests our relationship, our love for God. The relationship I have with resources, with money, tests my relationship with God himself. He's just simply echoing the teachings of Jesus when he says that. In Matthew 6, 24, Jesus says it's impossible to serve two masters. Either you will follow and serve the powerful force of money, which is very powerful, or you will serve God, which is more powerful. It is not possible for you to do both, though. Each one must, must, must be on the, the chopping block, so to speak, of your choosing, and you will decide which. So the stakes are very high. The spiritual implications of our relationship to money, it's the single most telling mark of my discipleship. That's what Jesus teaches us. The faithful culture of stewardship for a church is a very powerful thing. Now, I want to ask you three questions very simply because I think it's important for you to be in the right place even when you come forward later if you're a member of our church to affirm or not the budget we're putting before you for 2022. Because this is not just about an impersonal budget. This is really about stewardship. At the core of this whole decision we make on a day like today, we do this once a year if you're new to, uh, to our church, we have an annual meeting to affirm a budget for the next year. But this is not just some cold, impersonal action. This is a matter of worship and stewardship. Here's the first question. Are you willing to have Jesus be at the first position in your life? That's a question you should ask yourself every day, but ask it today especially because the way you answer that is how his priorities are going to match up with your priorities in life. And, and, and by the way, I think that a lot of people, they, they hear stuff like this, especially if you don't come to church very much and you think you have this idea, well, all they do is talk about money at churches. Uh, and, and then you get, and you know, you're reacting to me, in, in, at least inside, you're thinking, I don't want to hear about this stuff. I don't like hearing about this. And, and friend, I just want to say to you in a very simple sense, if you don't like it, maybe God's trying to tell you something. Maybe he's trying to touch you in a way that you're not willing to listen to him. Now, here's another question. Are you willing to have Jesus in the first position? And the way you answer that is how the priorities match up with yours. I mean, you know, for, so when you think about how am I going to spend my time, my, how am I going to serve my church, and what am I going to do to give myself to the cause that the church operates under, what am I going to do with the resources God's put in my hands? You know, then that is a matter of you asking the question, what's first? And is it God? That's the simple question I'm asking you. Here's the third thing. What do you want to be left with? I think this is the most important question. On Monday, I was in Beaufort, North Carolina, visiting relatives, and we did a little tourist stuff. We, we walked through what is known as the Old Burial Ground, a cemetery in Beaufort, North Carolina. Your imagination, when you go there, takes you back about 400 years to the time when men and women came to the shores of this country to make a new life for themselves. Many of them did quite well. They built up wealth. They were able to have a good home and a good life here. And so there's all kinds of monuments there to revere who once were people of wealth and influence in that community. And now they're just dust. And their stones are... are weather-worn from hundreds of years of 
of hurricanes and salty ocean waves and, and the environment. And you can barely read the inscriptions on many of those tombstones. It's just a forgotten grave and a long gone legacy. And one of the things that came to mind, I knew I was talking about stewardship this week, so that's probably why. One of the things that came to my mind as I was remarking on these, on these stones and these graves is I thought, I'm glad that God is first in my life. And I wonder if they were. I wonder if, if, if they trusted God as the first position of life. I wonder if for them it was God first and then everything else. I'm glad that there's others who are here who have that core value at this church, who God is first, because it makes all the difference in the world. And so here's my point. My point in all of this is when I look back, and I trust that you have the same idea, you know, after I cross that line, because you know what? I looked around that cemetery, and I will tell you, there, were, there was no or little or no evidence that anyone had come to honor any of those graves for centuries. They were long gone. They weren't there. But I'm trusting and I'm hoping that their joy went forward <laughs> and that when they cross that line, just like you and I will someday, that, that there'll be someone waiting on the other side, that's Jesus, who will say to us, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. I entrusted you with a little, and look what came out of it. That's what today's about. We don't want to be a church that fades into a cemetery of forgotten deeds and long-forgotten memories. No, we're a church that wants to be chock-full of faithful stewards who are doing the mission of the master who calls us. That's what today is all about. Lord, as we commune today, as we prepare our hearts for communion, really this is the, the question of, of first place. It, it always is. Every Sunday we do this. Every Sunday we're coming to this moment of worship where we say, first place, you or me. First place, you or my stuff. First place, you or fill in the blank. And Lord, when we commune, we're saying, thank you to a God who put us first in your love, in your hope, in your ministry to us, in your, in your goals for our lives, in your hopes for our future, and in the promises that will come for eternity. We worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen. It's been quite a year, uh, a year and a half, I mean, whatever, year-ish. Uh, COVID's done a lot to us. And so when we talk about vision today, we, we're coming out of a really tough time. Yeah, I think it's important to realize when you're, when you're talking about the future, not just where you're, where you're going, but where you've been a little bit. And if you think back to 2019, if you were part of Third City at that point, we were busting at the seams in here. And uh, it wasn't unusual for us to have 1,500 people on a Sunday morning, and our Wednesday night programming was packed to the gills. And uh, Broken Bow had just launched, and we had 75 or 80 people involved there, and uh, there was just so much good going on. In fact, Easter Sunday of 2019, uh, we had over 2,400 people here. And, uh, and we, were, we were talking about things. Yeah, it was fun, wasn't it? We were talking about things like building because we were just so full. And then for 16 weeks, we had plenty of room, right? We all 
sat at home and joined via computer. And, and, I, and we were so thankful that we had a, a very high quality ability to be able to do church together, even when we were separated. But we, couldn't, we couldn't wait to get back into the room together, both here and in Broken Bow. And so when we started meeting again in person, we had three or 400 people that came in at first, and, and that number has just grown uh, consistently. We started this year with about 750 people that were in the room, both here in Broken Bow. Uh, and then uh, uh, in July, we eclipsed 1,000 as a church again. And, and, uh, and then last week, we had our largest attendance of the year. Of, I think it was 1,275. And so we're seeing a lot of comfort of people coming back, but we're seeing more than that because you could look at that and say that we're 85% recovered, but the truth is uh, there are a lot of you who did not come here in 2019, uh, a lot of people that we continue to meet who were just looking for hope, who were looking for a place where they could find that kind of hope, and so, so we've recovered, yes, but we still have, we believe, so much work left to do. Yeah, and that, that idea of hope, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. This has been what's really been assaulted, I think, uh, worldwide, is the idea of hope. And so that's why one of the things we want to do in 22, Dan, is to teach from the Gospel of Mark. We're going to use pretty much the whole year to open up Mark because, honestly, nobody, no one brings more hope than Jesus. So we're going to talk and teach through all of our ministries, not just Sundays, but through all of our, our important ministries through the Gospel of Mark because we believe hope is the key. Yeah, so you think about that. Uh, uh, a region of our state, a people who are looking for hope, and we're going to spend a whole year uh, in the Gospels. And uh, uh, I'm really optimistic that we're going to be right back where we were, if not more so, that uh, Third City will continue to reach out to people and, and be a place where people come and find uh, hope and love unlimited. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And so here's, here's a, a budget that we believe represents hope. You want to explain that to us a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so uh, in years past, we've just had our budget, right? We had one word. We had one document. And we've made a little bit of a change this year. And we actually have uh, two budgets that, that are one number that we're asking you to affirm today. Uh, the first document is called our operational budget. And it's about $2.6 million. And, uh, and that's just been on a steady trajectory of what Third City has been. Uh, and this budget pays for all of our ministries. It pays for all of our personnel. Uh, pays to keep the lights on and the heat, the heat on and the air conditioning on. Uh, it, just the normal things of a church ministry budget. And the second part is something that we will have every year going forward. And it's called a capital budget. And it's what helps us address needs around here that uh, start to come up with a building that's getting a little bit older. Uh, and this year, there are three things in that budget. Uh, the first one is to complete our parking lot project and get rid of all the potholes and put in concrete and have that done once and for all. The second part of that is some remodeling that we need to do back in Kid City that will make what they do even more effective. And then the third part is to address some aging technology that we have even in this room here in Grand Island, uh, a projection system that, that isn't what it was. And so we're going to address those needs this year. Yeah, in some ways, you know, our work in Broken Bow, because we've, uh, we've done a pretty good job, I think, over there over the last year and a half to get that building up to speed for its ministry. Now we're trying to come back and 
and, and take care of some aging issues that we have here. I'm excited about that. These are ministry issues. You know, sometimes, oh, well, it's just a building or it's just a, you know, it's just a projection system or whatever. No, these are things that everything in the church is spiritual, Dan, and, and these have an impact on how we do what we do. So I'm thankful to be a part of a church that always looks at that and says we're not going to just settle with, you know, with aged methods and, and, uh, and processes that, that have become obsolete. We're always a church that's thinking forward about how can we do better what we do, which is love people. Yeah. And so I'm thankful for a congregation that's generous for that purpose. I'm thankful that you have given of yourselves with time and your talent and with your treasures to, to make a difference for the kingdom of God here in Grand Island, in Broken Bow, and in the world. It's amazing to me. And I am also thankful, Dan, for a church that, that takes this process seriously. So there's been a finance team working on this. Really, they work on it nonstop. And they're a group of great people who are mm-hmm. bright and they're, and, they're, and they're challenging to us. And, and uh, then the elders who obviously have an eye on this and they're always, you know, being faithful and wise in how we go forward with things like budgets and finance. And a staff that I think does a great job of, of having the priorities in place so that we're spending the right way. Volunteers who, who give and serve, who just make all of this work. I'm very, very grateful for that. And another thing I'm thankful for is, and we've seen this over the years, we usually end up the year pretty strong financially mm-hmm. because people look at their lives over the last year, and I know it's been a tough year for many of you. For others, you've been successful. And so whatever the case, I mean, look at your life and say, how can I be generous so that these things we've been talking about and other things can happen? We're still building a school in Nairobi, Kenya, and we need to continue on that path. Broken Bow is just getting started, and we want to make sure it succeeds. We want to challenge Broken Bow to to rise yourselves in giving so that you can be self-sufficient with your offerings and tithes. And, uh, And then for all of us here at Grand Island, we want to make sure that we're always on the cutting edge of our generosity, especially as the year closes out so that we can, so we can finish out in the black. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think uh, we even have a few pictures that maybe uh, you can see that kind of tell the story of what's been going on around here. Uh, and, and the thing about a church budget, I heard someone say once that the church is the only organization in the world that exists for people who are not yet members. And our budget's that way. You know, our budget projects for people that we don't know yet. And uh, we always want to be the kind of church that has an extra seat, who has a, a place to put people who are looking for that kind of hope. And so this budget, it, it does require uh, an increase in our weekly giving of about 10%. And so it's a big jump for us. And it's, it's asking for us to continue to be a, a generous people who recognize the faithfulness of our God and then as you were talking, like, we were stewards of what he has entrusted us with. And so this morning, we're going to ask you, we're going to worship together, and Brad Pattison, one of our elders, is going to come out here and uh, pray for us. Uh, and then after that, we're going to sing together a couple more songs. Uh, and we're going to ask you, if you are a member of Third City Christian Church who is 18 years old or older, if you would just come here to the foot of the stage, uh, take one of the ballots and and one of the pencils, and, and, uh, and mark your affirmation uh, for this budget. It, it allows us as a church to move forward in the strongest way possible.
Good morning. Uh, I'm Brad Pattison. I'm uh, grateful to be a member here and an elder at this church. And uh, I would like to invite you to pray with me as we prepare ourselves for the affirmation of the budget. Please join me in prayer. Lord Jesus, you are the cornerstone on which this church stands. You have placed living stones upon it. You have put the members in this body. And today we are going to pledge some money. You don't need the money. You need our hearts. And I am so grateful to serve with people who have been so generous, who have you first, who serve you in so many ways, through volunteerism, through their giving, through just growing as followers of you, Lord Jesus. I thank you. It's such a privilege to serve such a body. And Lord, this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you. So we just give all the glory to you. This affirmation of this budget is for you and the work that you have given us to do. May we do it faithfully, year in, year out, because you've made it abundantly clear that you will get your job done with or without us. And we want to go with you wherever you lead, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Third City Christian Church podcast. Please join us in person for one of our worship services at 9, 10, 15, or 11.30 a.m. in Grand Island and at 10, 15 a.m. in Broken Bow on Facebook Live and at thirdcityc.online.church each Sunday. For more information about Third City Christian Church, send email to podcast at thirdcityc.org Call us at 308-384-5038 or visit us online at thirdcityc.org.